0: Hello and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I'm Ashley Nickel with the Packer and PMG, and today we bring you an interview between our editor-in-chief, Tom Karst, and members of the Texas International Produce Association Board of Directors and Viva Fresh Steering Committee. They talk about how they pulled off recently the first in-person show in almost a year for the produce industry. Uh, Viva Fresh happened a couple weeks ago, and then SEPC was this last week. So Tom spoke with folks including Brent Erickson, Tommy Wilkins, and Craig Slate, all associated with that event on all the preparations that went into it. Um, the, the different considerations that they had in mind to make sure safety was a priority, that people felt comfortable, and that they also, of course, created an event that would be of value for both buyers and suppliers and attendance. So I think this will be a really interesting conversation for many as, as folks start to hit the road again. And um, we'll see if we we end up having a, a full slate of events like we do in, in uh, more normal years, of course, compared to 2020. Um, without further do we'll turn it over to Tom in his conversation with the folks at TIPA and Viva Fresh.
1: This is Tom Karst, editor of the Packer, and I'm here today with some folks from um, Texas International Produce Association, Viva Fresh. We had a, uh, here on Friday, uh, the previous weekend, the, the 26th to 27th, uh, Viva Fresh had a, a expo, the first in-person expo of any size, I think, in the industry. And we're hearing good reports about it. And so we want to talk about that with you guys. And Tommy Wilkins, Ed uh, Bertrand, Red Erickson, and Craig Slate, uh, great to have you here with us. And uh, maybe I'll just go around the horn and, and uh, ask you to introduce yourselves briefly, and then we can talk about Viva Fresh. Tommy, would you get us started?
2: My name is Tommy Wilkins. Uh, I'm the sales director for uh, Grow Farms Texas. Uh, been with the uh, Viva Fresh Steering Committee since its inception. Proud to be with this group and proud of uh, what we've been able to do in a few short years, but really proud of what the team uh, did in preparation for this show and all the way through last weekend. So uh, it was uh, very humbling to get back out into the industry and uh, have such a beautiful weekend we had last weekend.
1: Ed, uh, thanks Tommy. Appreciate that. Ed, would you give a brief introduction as well?
3: Sure. Uh, my name is Ed Todd, director of retail sales with IFCO. Um, also serve on the Viva Fresh steering committee and, uh, past roles within TIPA on board and ex chair, etc. So very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. And also very excited, um, with the results of this year's, uh, expo considering the circumstances for sure. Um, uh, significant transition. So a lot of unknowns that we had to account for. So again, also to echo Tommy's comment, very proud of our our group for executing um, virtually flawlessly, let's say.
1: Uh, Virtually, I like that word. Uh, (laughs) Brett, good to have you with us.
4: Thanks. Oh, good. Good to be here um, and sharing this screen with um, these industry icons, my uh, my compadres <laughs> here. Um, so, Brett Erickson, senior vice president for business affairs at J and D Produce, are uh, now Little Bear Produce, um, and uh, you know former former president CEO of Texas International Produce Association, and uh, current board member and executive committee member and steering committee member and janitor and whatever whatever needs to be done. Um, <laughs> Uh, that, and I'd say that goes for all these guys um, on today. They all do a lot of different things for the association um, and for Viva Fresh. And uh, my hat's off to this crew uh, and the rest of the team that are not on the call today that that helped develop the idea and execute the, the show. But all the, the subcommittees and sponsorship committee and um, in bloom and all the great things that have 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 transpired and been built up because of Eva fresh, um, and built around it. Um, it's guys like this and, and, uh, s- uh, some ladies who are not on this call today, but, um, can do it without the, uh, without the volunteer work and time and effort and passion of folks like this.
1: Very good. Yes. And, and Craig, uh, thanks for being with us again.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Glad to be here and thank you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the guys kind of covered everything. I mean, me, I'm uh, I'm with SunFed. I'm the president, and CEO of SunFed, uh, currently the uh, chair of TIPPA. Uh, also, along with these these gentlemen here, uh, one of the uh, original members of the steering committee, and uh, and part of uh, this thing kind of uh, growing up into what it is. And um, it's been it's been outstanding. And this year in particular probably was the biggest thing. And Brett touched on a lot of it uh you know the the way this particular group of of uh, members works together uh we we always it's been the most active board i've ever been part of i've been a couple of different boards and uh everybody on this like i said there's several that are not here with us uh, on the call but uh, it's the activity and the uh persistence of the different individuals on this board that originally made viva a success but uh really helped bring us this thing together and and dante uh, as as our our president of the association uh, he uh, he he wears a lot of hats uh, Brett was the original guy that was wearing that that president hat when we kicked this thing off but Dante picked it up and and it just really expanded on so anyway uh you know I know we're going to get into it but um yeah I just kind of echo what what's already been said by these guys uh, and and even more so it's it's a it's a good group to be part of for for a lot of reasons, particularly this year though
1: Mm, yeah, you point out a good thing. It's it wasn't a situation this year where you can just do on autopilot like every other year, right? You had to really go through every step of the process to think about how this is going to unfold, how it's going to work, you know. And I think there was uh, a lot of apprehension about the where we were with the virus, and and uh, but yet uh, you know, hearing Tom Stenzel and Kathy. Um, Burns talk about Viva um, Fresh and a media call the other day. They were excited about it because it, it's a good omen for the entire industry. And uh, what was uh, you know what was the process like? Because you came probably planning it with a little uncertainty as you approached it, but you but you made sure that, uh, that some precautions were in place, and that was impressive. Uh, how 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 much before the event itself did you guys start thinking about it and and, and working on that?
5: I, I mean, I, I'll uh, I'll lead off, I guess, on that. But uh, long time. I mean, the, yeah. you got this process and the meetings and the conversations. You got to remember, this goes all the way back to when the world shut down. It was within weeks of us, or you know, Ooh. a handful of weeks before we were ab- about to do 2020. Uh, and, and so, you know that was really where it all began the conversation as you know what do we do and the world didn't know what we know today Mm -hmm. and then as we continue to lead up to this uh you know it's it's a group that that we realized that uh at some point somebody had to make this jump right and uh be it good or bad uh you know we fortunately have a lot of uh you know risk takers that take uh, calculated risk. Right. And, but we also mitigated those risks. And, and, and again, the team really understood because we had several people that weren't really sure about it. So the safety aspect was essential and whatever we did, whatever time we wrote it out, we knew that had to be key. So and that, that's a quick take on my side. I'm sure these other guys can, can certainly uh, add to that. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, let me jump in on something. Craig had used the term risk takers. And um, you know, I think, that goes back to the spirit of when the, when Texas Produce Association became Texas International Produce Association and the old format was um, put aside and we evolved into this new format and, and created the Viva Fresh, you know, back to those beginnings, that was a big risk for our organization because we were kind of in a position where it was going to be sink or swim. The association had evolved, the industry had evolved and, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that, that that we don't have our challenges sometimes with with some of these issues. But it was a group like this that had vision and had and had foresight and had um, a passion and a belief that we that if we pulled together and we we worked hard enough, that we can make it successful. And um, you know, I would tell you that we kind of put all of our our eggs in that basket at the beginning when we built the original Viva Fresh and. It was a sink or swim but but it was it was just such a it was such an obvious thing that was needed within the industry and within this geography um i don't think anybody for a second ever doubted that it would be successful um but in hindsight when i look back it was a big risk for this group to take and and to put a budget that was in the red and and uh, basically it was like man this is this this in, in hindsight I realized what a big risk it was, but at the time going through it and being in the middle of it, it never crossed my mind that it was not gonna blow up. It, the, um, so, you know, I think the spirit of us being the first ones to break the ice coming into this year, post COVID, um, I think it kind of matches the the spirit of this group of individuals who who created and built, built this show. Mm-hmm.
1: Tommy and Ed too, uh, what- as you think back on the early stages, uh, what, what, do you, what do you reflect about uh, in planning for the event and uh, the discussions that were held?
2: You know, the, uh, the time frame seems like a blur, uh, but I was uh, <laughs> incredibly impressed by Dante's team and Full Tilt as to all the things that I certainly would have never thought about, about the colored lanterns and the plexiglass where we could and the spacing of the booths and and all the things they are too far many to, to even say. But, uh, you know, there was just so much detail gone in. And I think even four to eight weeks out and we start hearing about the variants, we start worrying, you know, we there was so much unknown, but, uh, you know, all of the, all of the, all of the things led to, it was as safe as we could be to come out. And we had so much support from the exhibitors uh, that I, I think it was, a, you know, it gave us the confidence to step out on that iceberg a little bit and, uh, I think the detail work that Dante's team and Full Tilt did just really – and then more and more people getting inoculations. And uh, we, we just – there was just enough there to say it was worth, let's see what happens.
1: Right. Ed, as you think about that as well, Texas – being in Texas helped, that, didn't it? Because you guys are kind of a – Whereas if you were in, um, you know, maybe California or some somewhere else, wow. it would have been harder to do, maybe impossible to do an event like that. Um, but, but the you were in the right place and you had the right people to to do it. Uh, well, you know, that's pretty
3: impressive. I think geography definitely helped. You know, to to a certain degree. I think a lot of the folks that attended, a large portion of them at least, were. Close enough to where they could drive if they didn't feel comfortable flying in, um, for sure. So that, and given um, the precedent, particularly at the at the venue, um, the Gaylord in in Dallas, that, where we had it, they had been having events for quite a while now. So that definitely helped. And then, as far as preparation, I mean, some of the things that that Brett mentioned kind of took me back to the inception. We're discussing, you know you asked about preparations, I think, back to the support that we had within the industry and the board back then, as far as, um, you know, the comments that Brett made, is, as far as failure not being an option or even a consideration, I think um, that support from from the leaders within the industry really, really helped give us the confidence to move forward. And then fast forward to, you know, last year's uh, cancellation and then on to preparation for this year's event. Um, I definitely think that that safety and everyone's safety was first and foremost in our mind. And, and, a and a quote came across to me from another source, um, here recently. And it described very well in my mind, um, what the overarching theme was. And, and that quote was, you know, what would reasonable people expect us to do? Um, and so I think that throughout the process, um, reasonable actions and reasonable um, safety measures, et cetera. I think that was sort of sums up, you know, what the overarching theme was.
1: You know, I, I was not not able to get down there this year. I wasn't vaccinated and our company had a policy, but uh, but as you think about the event itself, it, it had to be exciting to come together and that see people even with masks in certain settings and, and perhaps without it in other settings. But um, you know what was it like to to experience it and what were a couple of highlights from from each of you guys so what what did, what will you remember from it brett uh, what do, what do you think
4: that's a great question um and just the connection with people, seeing your friends and your colleagues and your peers in this setting, it reminded me of you know why I love this business so much and how, you know, just how much I think, you know, we crave the social aspect and how important the 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 human connection is in our business and in our personal lives, both. Um, you know, it was just, it was almost overwhelming for me in, in some aspects. Um, you know, like I was kind of anxious too, you know, and packing was strange. I am, you know, I'm going through like, well, what do I put in my shave kit? Cause I haven't been on a plane or traveled in over a year. You shave, uh, Brett. Well, I have a shave kit. I like I brush my teeth and stuff. Uh, but you know, like just getting ready for that, and and then getting there, and and the energy was—I—I I wish you could have felt it, Tom, because there was an energy that um, that I have not experienced before um, at an event, and maybe because I've taken for granted, or you know, have spent so much time doing these these um, these expos and shows. And then to have it all go away and, and not know, you know, when you're going to come back and then you go, you're here and you see your friends and, you know, it, it's weird because it's like hug or handshake or fist bump or, um, you know, but it was just like, it reminded me of why we're all in this and it's for each other. It's for the personal relationships. Um, and at some points I kind of, I, I would make jokes, but I was like at the, at the reception and the opening night party, like it. People, you could feel how excited people were to be there. Like, I saw this this excitement and this level of energy that I had not seen before out of people. And um, you know, it kind of shocked me. Some some of the some of the the, the conversations. Like, I don't know if people's filters have have worn off <laughs> through this last year. Like, you know, I heard like had some really deep and intense conversations with people, and so you know, kind of opened them up. Um, but in a way, it kind of felt like. My first high school kegger party, too. You know, it was like, "Ooh, yeah, man, this is the best! Go, 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 go!" Uh, but yeah, it was, it was. It's the human connection. It, for me, that's like to sum it up. It's it's all that human connection is just irreplaceable. And um, wow, what a feeling to to be back together in person with our friends. It was amazing.
1: That is that is very cool, Craig. What, what are you thinking about?
4: You know,
5: I mean, Brad hit on a lot of the key points. Uh, w- one thing, though, just to clear up, Brad is old enough that high school kegger parties could have been legal <laughs> back in Texas, just so we don't get any kind of legal trouble there. But uh, the uh, no, the, the you know, I was having a conversation with uh, Julie Krevatic earlier in the week, just kind of telling her how things went, and she's always said something about this industry being a, a people industry, and and she said that again. She said, "You know what? This peep, this business is really a people industry." And, you know, Brett talked about it. We really felt that. Right. I mean, for me personally uh, I didn't realize how much I had missed seeing people in person. Right. And, 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 and getting out and, and interacting with them and, and just having conversations. Right. I mean, all of us have done this right here many times over with some of these same individuals here on this call, you know, and uh, but it's not the same. And, and again, Maybe it's that way in other industries. I don't know. I've been in this one too long to to know what any other industry might be like. But I can tell you that uh, it felt great uh, just to be in person with the people in this business. That frankly, I, I love the industry and I love the people in the industry, and and that was just a really a re- reaffirmation for me that uh, you know I'm home and and I'm thankful to be here.
1: Yeah, for sure. Ed and Tommy, uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Did all, the- time. all right. So I was adding it up. I believe it was 37 years ago in Las Vegas at the United fresh was my first entry into any of the shows. Uh, so, and I, I hadn't missed one since and some, some entity. And I think this was by far the most special one. Maybe we took it for granted every other year, you know? And, uh, so we, uh, I guess it's thirty-six since we didn't have one last year, but uh, you know, I think just the fact that it was so special to to see everybody. Uh, I think the uh, is it the glass dragon, the gla- What was the cactus? Glass cactus. Uh, don't want to mistreat the Gaylord. De- I think that was absolutely the perfect place to come back to, because half of it's overlooking a deck on a lake and it's wide open. And so, you know, I think everybody eased out in the open air because that was a little safer. But it wasn't 15 minutes till we were, you know, uh, at a safe capacity and i i have to echo what brett said that the enthusiasm and the excitement was something i i've never been a part of and i knew right then we did the right thing yeah. and you know you, you you had we had the green yellow and red lanterns and and you have to respect that you know certain people were very nervous and i think the reds went upstairs i i didn't go up there but downstairs it was I mean I'm a hugger and I got hugged and uh, it was cool Uh, and you know safely I think we it just was uh, the highlight of my career that we did the right thing at the right time and kicked this thing back off.
1: Sure and and Ed uh, I'm sure you echo a lot of that what the what was your takeaway and, and did, did you see all parts of the supply chain enjoying it uh, from buyers to the obviously you guys that are on the on the uh, industry side the supplier side uh, did everybody feel good about it after after i'm sure uh, you know it was it was ongoing it what what a what experience right to to to, to big back after a long absence
3: Sure. It didn't take long for sure. Um, I think, you know, twofold, right. So for the, the industry in general or allied industry, which, you know, I, I, I belong to that group, um, as you mentioned, so definitely exciting to be able to, um, come together, exhibit an expo, etc. but from a From a member of this group and and representing the rest of the steering committee, definitely a huge sigh of relief to a large degree. I think there was a significant amount of anxiety um, for a long period of time, the amount of planning um, and commitment that goes into um, having an event like this from securing site locations well in advance, years sometimes we're talking about, so um, not knowing exactly how many people were going to show up and we knew how many people were registered or were registering, but um, everything short of having a shelter in place order in, I believe it's Tarrant County where we're at. Um, we were going to have some sort of an event. So, um, you know, we're planning for less people for sure. Um, but if an indicator and it's not too hard to get people excited about golf, but if an indicator was, you know, how many people signed up for the golf tournament, which I wasn't expecting at all, um, an event that's grown over the last several years to be pretty considerable. Um, we had a, a great showing and um, had to expand at the last minute to accommodate uh, folks that were interested. And so, um, all in all, um, a, a very, I hadn't realized how much anxiety there was that I had been feeling. And I can't imagine um, Dante and his staff for sure, um, and the folks at Full Tilt, um, Linda and, and Jen as well that um, that worked with us on the event, there had to have been a ton of pressure there. So I, I definitely um, appreciate them and their and their effort and their work um, surrounding the event. Mm-hmm.
1: And now you kind of get to sit back and see what other people do and maybe how you've kind of set set the bar uh, in terms of in-person events. And uh, it'll be interesting, right, to, to see how it all happens from here on. What uh, you know, as, as we think about COVID and the, the year plus, uh, how do you think it's changed? You know, the the relationship aspect of the business is it is it going to go more tech now, or you know, as maybe as we've seen with your show, it, there's still a big appetite for you know getting together. Obviously, so I mean, uh, it's hard to say what the future holds, but there, uh, you know, what what do you think uh, next year will be like? Perhaps for for Viva Fresh, what, what do you what do you think is going to be, like, you know, the conditions uh, for next year's show? And uh, Tommy, what, what what do you think about going forward? What, what we'll see.
2: Well, I think with the level of comfort that we saw this year, next year is going to be far more better than anything we've ever done. Obviously, there will be some tweaks that continue. We didn't have any live uh, education day and. You know how many people can you get in a room, and what does that look like? Uh, you know, I think that's a critical part to what we do. We go back to the, uh, you know, the field tours we've done. We've evolved in some capacity every year, so I think you'll continue. But I think, I think when we we pull back into a Zoom environment. We have so much hunger for knowledge and interaction that that's never going to change. And uh, I I think the excitement from not seeing anybody for only a year and and we obviously didn't see everybody back. But I think we'll see some of the same excitement for those that didn't participate. And as we look at these under industries, uh, you know, I pray for the southeast that they have what we witnessed, uh, because I think it's very important to our industry that we get back out. And, uh, you know, I, I wish them the very best and, and I hope that they have some semblance of the success we certainly participated in last week.
1: Very good thoughts, Tommy. Brett, what what do you think?
4: Um, you know, we definitely learned some stuff this year. I think that, that we can carry forward into our future shows, um, you know, and just small things, but I'll, like a small thing that, that I heard a lot of people comment on and that I personally liked, I like the extra spacing we had between booths. Like, you know, you're not, you're not jammed up against the person right next to you. You know, you've got a little space to have conversation. Um, and so I hope that's the Gaylord allows us to do stuff like that. And so I think there'll be stuff that, that we carry forward. Um, you know, I also like that we were a smaller show this year, to be honest. Um, that's something that that as a group, I think we, we have, we are constantly struggling with as Viva Fresh was growing in popularity and demand. Um, we knew we were offering a premium product and a premium service and a premium format. And we wanted the best of the best people there as far as suppliers and buyers. And you want to keep it fresh and, and mix it up. But um, you know, I do think that uh, I do think that people, businesses like ours will probably be more closely examining at least for the foreseeable future where we are spending our time and money um, in terms of trade shows and that, you know, you want to do really targeted stuff. I think the industry was moving that way anyway with this, with the trade shows. And I think that COVID probably has expedited um, that evolution, but You know, I mean, I think it's a good thing for, for as far as Viva Fresh goes and tip up, I think, um, I think we'll benefit. I think we'll find opportunity in what we just went through this last year and what we learned uh, by, you know, sizing down and, you know, we sized down intentionally. We could have been bigger this year. We sized down intentionally out of, out of safety reasons and, and capacity constraints, Um, and it wasn't, you know, it continues not to be about, about making the most money. It's about putting on the best, most valuable event for the people who are attending. And, um, I, I think that we're going to take away some good lessons to make us even better going forward. And it forced us to get better. Um, and I look, I look forward to, you know, how we carry this forward in future years and, um, hopefully continue to tighten up the, the, uh, the, the, the event into, you know, a, a a really ultra premium, um, ultra exclusive best in class show. And, and, um, you know, I like, I like to look for the silver lining. I think that, um, you know, COVID has been a tough pandemic has been a tough year, but I think it's going to present some opportunities for us to, uh, improve, get better, and continue to deliver more value to, to the attendance attendees.
1: For sure. Ed, add uh, your thoughts about that too, as you look to the future.
3: Well, I think a lot of what um, Tommy and Brett both mentioned were things that I was thinking, particularly the value aspect. So I think when you come from, a, from a, an honest place or a, a, a place of service, um, you know, we're, we're trying to provide value for our membership our participants, our exhibitors, our sponsors. Um, and at the end of the day, I think if we stay true to um, that goal, I think um, everything should work out for us, right? So, um, and I think we've we've come from a good place and from a, a place of service for, for the industry and for our, our membership. And um, so I'm not completely surprised, uh, but also very pleased. So I'm looking forward to the future. Um, you know, we've had a lot of virtual um, activity, uh, particularly, you know, expos, and I think due to circumstance and timing, etc. I think it's very difficult to be engaged as much as I'd have liked to be. Um, I know I've even blocked time out in my calendar to attend virtual events, and it just seems a lot easier to pull an audible and, and get wrapped up in your day-to-day work. I think physically having... And holding people's attention is critical Um, and I think that's what we're missing Um, and I think that's really where we are able to drive value so um, that's that's definitely what i'm excited about moving forward, not to say that technology is not great and I think we need to continue to. Inject those opportunities, Um, but there's you know there's always. um, The the personal touch, if you will, is, is always going to win, I think.
1: Yeah, good point. It's easy to be, you know, have a, have something on your agenda to go to log into a platform, and all of a sudden it's you know late in the day, and I haven't done it yet. So yeah, good point there. And Craig, I'll let you uh, close this out here uh, as you look to the future, and uh, you know you reflect on a, on a good Viva Fresh. Uh, what are your thoughts?
5: Right. I think when you first, you know, when you originally posed that question, it sounded like it was certainly, you know, it a call about Viva Fresh, but you really asked uh, how it uh, impacting the industry, right? Sure, the COVID sure. and, and and the guys hit on a lot of stuff from a show standpoint, you know, you're going to see certainly less touchless. We're, we're going to have, you know, probably, you know, badges where you check in online, you know, as you get there golf tournament, for sure. We're, we're looking at already at things. Uh, to where, you know, there's no table to check in, right? You check in on your phone. Oh. So those things are kind of obvious and you can and see that that and which are good things. But, you know, from an industry standpoint, we were already the, the whole world, we're, we're a microcosm everything. the world was already moving to some of this technology and COVID accelerated. And, and I would argue as much Zoom fatigue that is out there, Uh, And we will go away from some of these Zoom meetings. We will go back to some in-person. But what will happen is all those everyday phone calls that you'd make and being on the phone with people, those will elevate up to these Zoom calls. And I like that, right? Because phone calls were great, but actually sitting here talking, even if it's on a screen, that's an upgrade from just being on the phone with somebody and not getting to at least see the facial expressions, uh, the, you know, so so Zoom's going to be around it, it, again. I would think that you'll see it, it. It'll it'll regress in terms of you know your everyday meeting, like it has been. But if you think about the phone calls that you used to make, those will upgrade and take up some of that Zoom time. And and again, I think that's a good thing. Uh, but but you start to look at you know the the things like. Artificial intelligence and 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 the, the computers and, and what they were able to do to to help us even come up with this virus, all that stuff's going to have an implication on the produce industry, uh, repacking facilities. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's going to get more and more automated, because you know we all some of us that are that do that, having employees became a real challenge, right? Because it's you know to get separation. And try and have a repack facility and do that was next impossible. In fact, we had to, as COVID started, we had to actually close hours down, not because people got sick, but it was just the risk of people getting sick got to be such a big problem. Until we could get it figured out, we just we we ended the deal early and came back to it. So, uh, I mean, if you just look across all the things that, that that the produce business was faced with, whether it's you know employees or, or people getting sick or whatever. All that's going to impact us. Some of it in good ways, some of us not. Some of it will save us money a week. We have plexiglass in part of our office now. Uh, how long that all stays up, you know, because it's a little bit uh, uncomfortable, but, you know, it, it's something there to to make sure everybody understands that we're concerned about their situation. So. Like I said, there'll be some good and bad, but there's no doubt COVID has, has accelerated us towards the, 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 the next wave. And, and, and it's going to be AI, it's going to be automation. Uh, it, it's going to be a place just like the rest of the world. Yeah, produce is going to be right there in the middle of, of participating in all that. So.
1: Wow. Great, great overall analysis of, of the situation. So I appreciate you guys so much, Tommy, Craig, uh, Brett, Ed, uh, Thanks for coming on and on Friday to, to talk about it. It's been very nice to see you guys. And it would have been better to, to be there in person, but I'm sure next year that'll happen. And uh, again, thanks for thanks for giving a great report on, on Viva Fresh. Thanks for doing the work to make it successful in the first place too. So. Thank,
3: so, thank you for the support. I appreciate it. talking today. Yeah, All and right.
5: thank you. I just want to leave one thing. You mentioned, Kathy, and, and PMA. My, my personal belief is by the time we get to New Orleans – they're going to be blowing the the doors off. I'm really optimistic that from mm. here to there, that by the time so so you you can pass on to Cactus that be optimistic. Uh, we'll all be together in New Orleans and uh, and we'll celebrate this for sure.
1: Yep, great thought. All right, have a have a great afternoon, guys. Appreciate it.
5: You guys take yes. care. Thanks, Tom. To. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.
0: So that was Tom's conversation with the folks over at the Texas International Produce Association about Viva Fresh. We thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time on our Tip of the Iceberg podcast.